Folks, welcome to another episode of Fallen Badge. Today we'll cover the murder of Sergeant Verdell Smith. It's June 4th, 2016. It's a Saturday. And Saturdays in Memphis mean big crowds on Bill Street and a large overtime detail of Memphis police officers. Sergeant Verdell Smith was one of the officers that would be assigned to the detail on Bill Street. I had retired from the police department the year before as the major over this very same entertainment district, which included Bill Street. I was there that particular evening as the night manager for Bill Street. This particular night I would see something I had never witnessed in 30 years of law enforcement, a dead policeman. Justin Welch, he came into Memphis on June the 4th. Came across the bridge into Memphis from Arkansas in a stolen car. We know he ends up somewhere down southeast Memphis. Is it about 7.30 in the evening? He steals a car down on Knight Arnold. It's at a service station and the driver had left the keys in the car running. And we know Welch drives downtown And he ends up over around Jackson and North Main. Now, witnesses would later say they saw him mumbling to himself as he was walking along North Main Street. They also know that he stopped on the sidewalk there in front of Westy's restaurant, which is at the corner of North Main and Jackson, starts cursing and screaming at patrons who are sitting on the those picnic tables out front of the restaurant. I've sat on those same picnic tables and eaten. Well, he's cussing and screaming at them. In particular, one family. It's a fellow named Josh Walton. Now, Josh is sitting there with his wife, Nora, and their nine-year-old daughter. He's actually got two other daughters, and they weren't there that night. So, Welsh pulls out a pistol. And he shoots Josh in the neck. And he just starts cranking off rounds. 
And he shoots another fellow who's a regular there at Westies, an Al Sakan. And then he takes off running. And there's several patrons there at the restaurant that are chasing him. So he ends up running westbound. And he hits the fence there near the railroad tracks. Other side of the fence is Bass Pro Shop. So he gets over the fence, heads down into the parking lot, and I guess shooting two people wasn't enough for him. He gets down, gets down there, and he sees uh, Christopher Dickens. Now Christopher works there at Bass Pro and Welch. Decides he's going to shoot him too. So he does. Then he takes a car from the parking lot there and he heads off. Now we know at some point he ends up at the Exxon there at Poplar and Danny Thomas. Because by now the police are out looking for him. So now we got multiple shooting scenes all within a few blocks of each other. Now Welch is sitting there in the parking lot of the Exxon there. Now downtown car comes by and he, he sees the car. Well, they know the description on the vehicle that Welch stole. Now, this police officer, he's a he's got some few years on the job, and he's a sharp officer. So now he pulls on the lot, and Welch pulls off the lot. So the officer gets in behind him, and he. He lights him up right there at Danny Thomas in Washington, which is that next red light just south of the Exxon. So the officer steps out and he's hollering for Welch to step out of the car. He's just waiting on backup to get there. Oh, Welch, he's checking that side mirror because he ain't getting out of the car. But he wants that policeman to walk up to the car. He wants that officer to walk up there so he can catch him out there in no man's land. But the officer's too sharp for that, so he's just waiting on his backup. Well, once Welch figures out he's not going to better ambush a police officer out in the middle of the street, he takes off. And the officer takes off after him in the chase his own now it goes all over downtown I don't know if Welch was trying to find his way back to Arkansas or, or what he was doing 
But in any ways, at some point, the chase comes down B.B. King Boulevard, which was a part of 3rd Street. Now, he's coming southbound on B.B. King. Now, the only problem is is that B.B. King is a one-way northbound. Three lanes, and they're all going northbound. Welch, he's coming southbound. And they're coming to Bill Street. Well, Tony Smith's the major down at EDU, and he gets the... They've got that big old uh, observation tower that they can raise up. Well, he gets the, he tells that officer to get down out of the tower, so they lower it and get that officer out. And they put it out over the radio. They need to clear B.B. King Boulevard right there at Bill Street because that car's coming, and it's coming in a hurry somewhere around 90 miles an hour hurry. So you got officers clearing that street and there's security guards that have, obviously they got barricades set up for the crowds so they can check their IDs and let them in. So the street's blocked with barricades and. So you had to get the security guards out of the way and policemen are all running down there to clear the street. Now Verdell, he's somewhere up around 2nd Street. So he's on Bill west of the intersection and he comes down the street that way. Now, I I know what he did because I had to pull the video for homicide. So I watched the video and I saw Verdell come down the street with another officer. I don't know who the other officer was. And they come down and best I remember, they're I don't know if they're right there on the sidewalk when they get to B.B. King and Bill or they're on the street. But when they turn to go northbound on B.B. King from Bill, the one officer, he gets on the sidewalk and goes to the left of a car, a black car that was that's parked there. And Verdale, he he comes out into the street. And he's just middle ways of that black car. When the suspect vehicle is coming down the street. And then Verdell realizes he's in a bad spot. You can see him stop and he makes this little move like he's trying to get away or he wants to get away. And he knows there's nowhere to go because he's pinned by that black car. 
He makes one move with his leg like to try to turn and then the car hits him. And it hits him. It hits him so hard body goes out of camera range. It gets knocked up so far in the air. So he's knocked out of camera range. You can't see him momentarily and then his body flies back down and it hits the blacktop and it slides into that grate. If you see that drainage grate there on B.B. King just a few feet north off of Bill, there on the west side. That's where he ends up, his feet towards the sidewalk, his head towards the street. And the car, it just keeps going. How he missed all the squad cars and, and the observation tower and everything, it's just beyond me. But he gets through that intersection. And he keeps going. Now three off-duty paramedics from Arkansas and myself, we did CPR on Verdale. And obviously an ambulance had been called. The ambulance was given the wrong location. So it took them a while to get there. Not that it mattered, because you don't do CPR on somebody who's alive. You only do it on somebody who's dead, and Verdell was dead. And that's an awful thing. Bad enough it's a policeman, and it's worse when it's a policeman you know. So we do CPR and we know we're wasting our time because we know Verdell's not coming back. So the ambulance gets there and as is protocol, Verdell is transported. Sergeant Smith is transported to the med where he's pronounced dead. Now Welch, he probably makes it about six or seven blocks before he wrecks out. Pretty bad wreck. Car catches on fire. Of course Welch, being the bad guy, wreck doesn't really hurt him. He gets out of the car so the fire doesn't get him, but the police catch him. So Welch is taken to jail and he's eventually indicted for 14 felonies. Now amongst those felonies is one count of first degree murder because one of his victims that The restaurant shooting, 
Joshua Walton had died. And you've got three counts of attempted first-degree murder. Reckless vehicular homicide, evading arrest, theft over 10,000, theft over 1,000. Three counts of using a firearm in the commission of a dangerous felony. Now, it takes a while to have his trial because, of course, Welch being the miserable excuse for a human being that he is, he decides to claim that he's mentally incompetent. And, of course, the courts have to tiptoe around that, so they keep putting the trial off because they don't, they don't think he's sane enough competent enough to be tried but eventually he has his day in court so he has his trial and the jury listens to all the evidence and they find him guilty and Welch is convicted of one count of first degree murder one count of vehicular homicide two counts of attempted first degree murder two counts of employment of a firearm in the commission of a dangerous felony, one count of intentionally invading arrest in an automobile when risk of death or serious injury was high. And happily, Wells was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. And that's what we want to hear, without the possibility of parole. Sergeant Verdell Smith, Sr. End of Watch, June 4, 2016.